the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock, start the kickback Hey yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to this week's edition of This Week in the NFL. We're heading into week five of what has been a tough NFL season for the uh, This Week in the NFL crew. But we don't hide. We're here with the good. We're here with the bad. We care about our, our listeners. And we're going to give you we're going to we're going to give it to you straight. Joined three man booth second week in a row. We have John, John D'Amato. John, how's it going? Uh, you take the good, you take the bad, and you take them both, and uh, there you have the facts of life. Uh, I don't see much good, though. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get into it. Hey, well, the one thing we can say is the Giants didn't um, weren't the worst performing team of the week. I'm, I'm not, not sure about that. But I don't know what you guys are watching, but yeah. <laughs> Nothing to be proud of here. And also joined by uh, Cowboy Senior. Cowboy Senior, you cut a, an epic promo where you uh, where you took shots at, I believe, the Bears, the Cowboys, the what was it the Broncos, and I forget I forget the fourth team. But I'm assuming no promo this week. <laughs> oh, this is a sad, sad week <laughs> for the boys in the three-man booth. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. Uh, we'll get into the show and we'll have to talk about all the sadness. And uh, once we get by that, I guess the rest of the show will be good. All right. And you're cutting out a little bit there, Cowboy Senior, FYI. So whatever you got going on, if it's possible, try to try to fix it. Um, no worries. So let's just dive right into the action. So I suppose we can take it on the chin and start with our with our home team games first and then go from there. So Monday night football. Must win game for the Giants. Seattle coming to town. The schedule doesn't get any easier. Um, broke broken offense, broken offensive line, John. They made, you know, I know we make eighty-five Bears jokes on here, but they they legitimately made that Seattle defense look like the eighty-five Bears. Eleven sacks, which is which is really like an unthinkable number. Um, really, really not much good to take away. I suppose the defense didn't just roll over. The defense. The defense fought, but where are you at, John? Is it uh, is this thing salvageable, or are we already calling it a lost season? Yeah, it, it doesn't uh, look like it's going to be salvageable. They would have to pull up uh, one of these upsets uh, at, at Miami or Buffalo the next couple of weeks, which is highly unlikely. Uh, and, and and then their uh, performance in the primetime games. Uh, this week, we finally get a 1 o'clock game in Miami. Next week, it's back to uh, Sunday night at, at Buffalo. That's going to be, oh, boy. Yeah. It's uh the wheels are definitely falling apart. You, you know you got an idiot offensive lineman t- taking out on the fans. Uh, you, you never win when you go against the fans. Uh, Evan Neal, uh, 
and you know talking about you know fans who flip burgers for a living and stuff you know stuff like that and uh, when guys are focusing on that instead of focusing on the horrible play on the field but that's when you know what's going off and uh and also the coaching staff uh yeah, yeah. Dable's uh, throwing Jones under the bus, you know, with his histrionics, uh, you know, with, with Jones' bad plays. But, uh, you know, he's got to take responsibility for the play calling and, and that hideous offensive line that, that's been uh, put together. And uh, and, and also uh, his uh, lack of days go like that. Uh, he's going to have to look at his, uh, his training camp, uh, where it's very light and, uh, you know, it didn't play anybody uh, – all the exhibition season. And, uh, the, I mean, the guys are going to get hurt, uh, no matter what, uh, you know, everybody, every coach is, is scared to play people during the uh, preseason, but, uh, because of fear of getting hurt, but, uh, I mean, I mean, they're going to get hurt eventually. So <laughs> it, it, the, the opposite uh, is, is what's happening is they, they're rusty and they've had, uh, they've had too many days off and, uh, and even when they play, they're getting hurt. And, uh, yeah, especially when you, um, when you've got some, you know, guys like Waller there, guys who aren't used to playing together, right? Getting yeah. those reps, reps would be huge. And I mean, they, yeah. they didn't have the, uh, they didn't, they, they didn't have the depth because uh, Andrew Thomas goes down and their whole offensive line uh, falls apart. And then uh, a, a similar thing. It's funny, you know, we we could both uh, sympathize with, with each other. The everybody looks at the uh, the Eagles and say, "Oh, fourth and one. All you got to do is do the uh, the brotherly <laughs> shove, the tush push, whatever." And it turned, and the Giants did. It turned into a disaster. They lost two offensive linemen, which for, their offensive line is already hideous. So that means they have to play the backups, which aren't even as good as as the guys who are terrible, so they replace them with two guys that are horrible. But uh, but it's funny, then they asked Dable, and he kind of exposed himself. They, they said that they didn't even practice, they haven't even practiced to play. Everybody just watches Philly and say, oh, that's it's, it's easy, let's just do it like Philly. But the thing is, Philly's got guys like Kelsey and Jordan Maluda, like all-pro offensive linemen who are like 350 pounds, uh, who know how to block. And and, and the Giants have, have guys that, you know, that, that couldn't block me or you, so it's... Uh, you know, we saw a number of instances, around, yeah. a number of instances with the tush push not working. Yeah. This uh, week, uh, I we think the whole have, like J- Jalen Hurts part of that is uh, is is unique too. Yeah, that that too. But yeah, we yeah, we we both have a guy's name Jones that we wanted to send out of town and uh, a rough offensive of the lines. A lot of similarities going on. There. Yeah, it was just just a tough just a tough game overall. Seattle. Nice, nice win for Seattle. They're going on, on, into their bye week. They're, you know, they've turned it around after a tough, a tough week one loss that doesn't look nearly as bad as it did during week one. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with you, John. It's a, uh, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, our, our, our two teams, I think you can make a pretty strong argument of the two worst offenses in football, which is which is a sad day for this week in the NFL. So we will talk about it. Senior, Dallas 38, New England 3. And it wasn't that close. Um, just really, we, we, were, we, were pretty, we were pretty optimistic going, in, going into the game. On paper, it looked like potentially a game we could, you know, the type of game that the Pats, you know, hang in and potentially steal. And then, but well, once... You know, once it started, just a just a total disaster, especially especially for Mac Jones. Like this is feels like a rock bottom moment, but I don't know. 
Um, and then just a little insult to injury. The team's strength is the defense, and they lost the two best guys on the defense in Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon. It looks like both are done for the season, which is which is just brutal. Um, the Patriots did trade for J.C. Jackson today, which I guess takes away any uh, any thought that they might be, you know, trying to not or they they're playing to win essentially. So I, I respect that. At the same time, I wouldn't mind one of these uh, <laughs> hot young rookie quarterbacks next year. But what were your takeaways, senior? Anything positive to take away from the game? Any optimism? You're you're generally a very optimistic fan. That's hard. Hard to find it from that game. But I mean, it was a disaster. And it's the kind of thing, as uh, John knows, that once if the Cowboys play from ahead, it can really snowball it's when they're at their best. And that's what happened. And the Pats let them get ahead with, you know, that bad turnovers and oh, just just bad stuff where, we, you know, you didn't think we'd let, the, you know, you didn't think they'd let the game get away from them like that. But once they get ahead of you by a decent amount like that, they're built for that. And on the opposite side, the Pats aren't built to be to come back from good size deficits once they have to open it up it really exposes them and mac made some bad decisions and the pass rush was on them and literally everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong and it was a disaster yeah it's uh it's depressing because we're four weeks into the season and you really feel like that i mean being a realist there can't be much hope for the playoffs. But then, like you said, they go and trade for J.C. Jackson right away today, which tells you that they, they still think there's something worth working for. What I found strange with that trade was that San Diego was let him, was willing to let him walk for a sixth and a seventh. I'm sorry I called him San Diego. The Chargers were letting them, like, you would think that they would still, they haven't given up on their season with the personnel they have. So that's kind of a, that's kind well, of an it's, odd uh, thing. I don't think it's odd. It, too it, much of him. Well, they can't think too much of him. He's not even playing, right? They, they sat, yeah. they bent, they sat him, I yeah, think because of the, him, they, they signed him to a good contract too. So yeah, it was a, a big contract that ended out being a big mistake. He was, uh, he graded out last year as PFF's worst cornerback, literally the very worst cornerback in the NFL. Yeah. After he was so good for the Patriots the year before. Right. So but this has happened deal. before with guys from the Patriots who are, I mean, I think it's very possible that he comes back and is and is, a, is good for the Patriots. Uh, he's not Gonzalez, but, yeah. But uh, it, losing, losing Judon is a real disaster, too. Like, you know, that pass rusher, that's a hard thing to replace. And let's face it, we're... The Pats are putting their, you know, if the Pats are going to win, the defense has to play really, really well. So it's a, it's troubling times. There's, there's no doubt about that. It's, uh, uh, you know, there's nothing to feel real good about after that loss. You know, when, going into that game, you were one and two, and you, you know, like we had said we lost 24-17 to Miami. You know, the two losses didn't look that bad, and you know, we got the ugly win against the Jets that. That's how you win. You play ugly, and you, then you look at, okay, if we were going to lose to the Cowboys and give them a reasonable game, now the next two games you got New Orleans and uh, two winnable games in a row. New Orleans and Indy, I think. 
and now it looks like those are hard games to win. So uh, it's it is it is depressing. The offense is in trouble. But you know when you're saying they're still trying, they're not tanking, they're not going to get into the uh, the number one pick derby or anything. As we were talking this week, and uh, we said, well, it'd be great to replace Mac and you know get that young quarterback that we can believe in. But what I said to you was, yeah, but you know, like we look at the year that C.J. Stroud is having, you know, we say, oh, if we could get a guy like that, but you put him on the Patriots with their receiving core. And he's probably not off to this great start that he is to. You know, no one looks at Houston as this high-powered offense, but their top three receivers, Collins, Dell, and Bobby Trees, are all significantly better than any one receiver on the Patriots. So, no, but you bring in a good young quarterback and you give him nothing to work with as a rookie, and, you know, he's, I don't think that's that's going to solve anything. So, it's a... It's it's a, it's it's looking pretty bleak. That's about all I can say. Uh, offensively, offensive, especially. offensive line too. The the, the line. Yeah, the offensive line's too, terrible. Yeah. That's another thing. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're, no they're, offensive they're not line, like giant. They're not, they're not like giant level, but they're uh they're, they're barely uh they're, they're not good. They're well below average. Yeah. And, and, you know and what, the Texans. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason why the Texans are up there. They you know their line is tremendous. And I can remember, yeah, and they're missing, they're playing without two Pro Bowl offensive, their two best offensive linemen are out, so they're going to get better. But, yeah. you know, I can remember years where the Pats' offensive line got off to horrible starts and then they would straighten it out. Dante, Dante Scarnecchio was a miracle worker as an offensive line coach, and he's not there anymore to fix this. So, it's like I said, it's, it's the, the season is looking very bleak right now. I don't want to be... Joe Pessimist said, I'm certainly not going to be not going to cry about it because I'm not going to be a spoiled Patriot fan. I I know I've lived with a lot of success in the last 20 some years. So I guess if we got to go through some lean years and rebuild, you live with it and you watch the team and you still pull for them and you enjoy the rest of the NFL. And that's that's what I'm going to do as a Patriot fan and as a football fan. You got a winnable, winnable game this week. Um, New Orleans coming off. That's the yeah, 26-9 to nine loss at home to Baker Mayfield and the, the Buccaneers uh, with Derek Carr clearly not at 100%. So this doesn't exactly have barn burner written all over it. Um, this feels kind of similar to Pat's Jets in that somebody's probably winning the game 10-7 or 13-7 either way. Um, well, who do, who do you like here, John? I'm going with the Pats to bounce back. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Bill will just make sure that Kamara doesn't uh, doesn't beat you guys. And uh, I, I look for the Pats to bounce back. And uh, for those that uh, like to make things, uh, you know, put a little scratch on the game, uh, def- definitely under 40 uh, is looking would would be a good uh, choice. The uh, I I am with you, John. This is a game that in the Belichick era they 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 tend to always win the game after they get crushed. So. I'm going to go with the Pats as well. Senior. Well, it's good that you leave it to me to not put the jinx. It's <laughs> really the only hope of winning the game. I mean, I'm, let's face it, Carl looked like that shoulder was a major problem, and they probably shouldn't have played him, right? They may be, they're, they're probably better off playing Jameis, which maybe they'll do unless Carr's shoulder is better. But in all honesty, if, if Judon didn't go down and Gonzalez didn't go down, 
I'd be saying the same thing as you guys. We're going to find a way. Our this isn't much of an offense with Carr hurting. Our defense can stop them. But now I'm questioning the defense. And the offense is terrible, and the Saints do have a good D. So I'm going to pick the Saints in a low-scoring game. Uh, I'll say 16 to 10 Saints. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go more than under 40. I'll go under 27. <laughs> All right. All right, senior. So we have uh, two two votes for the Pats, one for New Orleans. All right, now on to the more compelling action. Um, game of the week this week was Buffalo, Buffalo, Miami. Real statement win by the Bills, which I think John and myself were kind of on this one. Um, neither one of us said it would be a 28-point thrashing. But Buffalo, you could tell. They were they it was things were kicked up a notch for them where they they I think they were reading some of the uh, some of the positivity coming out about about the Dolphins and this is the best offense and yada yada because their defense played a great game looked made Tua look uncomfortable for the first time all season and they went through Miami's defense like a hot knife through butter Miami had no answer for Josh Allen who, after a tough start to the year, um, all of a sudden is your MVP favorite. So great quarterback, great win for the Bills. Not all that concerning for Miami. They're still a good team. That was just a real tough spot, in my opinion. Um, Now, this week, we have Jacksonville going to Buffalo. Jacksonville coming off. England England game. Jolly old London. Yes, yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jacksonville in Buffalo going to London. Jacksonville's second game in a row in um, across the pond. They got it done 23-7 against the Falcons. We can talk about the Falcons in a little bit in a, uh, in a, in a week of poor quarterback play. That really stood out. Um, so, John, first, thoughts on Buffalo-Miami, as that was the game of the week, and then thoughts on Jacksonville at Buffalo. Jacksonville, yeah. Buffalo, and London. I'm sorry, I said it again. Yeah, it's an it, it's a it's a Bills home game though, so I uh, I see where the where you got confused. Uh, it counts as a Bills home game, so so they have one left that they actually play in Buffalo. But uh, so it's a rookie mistake, John. Nah, no Thanks worries. for getting me off the hook, but I should be ashamed of myself, and I am. Uh, we're we're easy on each other. None, none of us is perfect. Uh, you know, if if you follow our predictions, <laughs> we're far from it. But. Uh, <laughs> But but with the, the Josh Allen got a nice uh, wake up call. It was good that he got that that first week, and uh, and he realized that uh, the, the the team kind of hinges on him. If he's not reckless and and doesn't turn the ball over, they're they're Super Bowl contenders. They could they could beat anybody, and uh, and that's what that's what he's been doing ever since that that Jet game. It's kind it's going to be interesting when they play the Jets again to see if it, it's just a, you know the Jets have his number or if uh, or if he really learned learned from his mistakes. But uh, but he but he showed that. When he's responsible with the football, but but Buffalo could beat anybody, and then you know they could finally fulfill their Super Bowl dreams, and uh, and their defense also st- uh, stepped up, and and they get Von Miller back, and uh, I, I like this. Yeah, I, I wasn't uh, that impressed with uh, Jacksonville. Uh, you know, lesser competition, and uh, e- even though they're, they're all rested and they're uh, you know they're used to England, they've been there for a couple weeks, but uh, uh, I, I look for Buffalo comfortably in uh, this one. Senior. They did. They did the one. The one negative was they lost their best cornerback. Yeah. Tre'Davious uh, 
Yeah. Anyway, so that's that is the one negative for Buffalo. But other than that, yeah, it's like um, you know, with this this high high powered, high speed Miami offense ball based on all kinds of speed and well, how are you going? How are you going to beat them? Well, the, the Bills, you punch them in the mouth, right? That's how you beat a team like that. And the Bills just physically overpowered them. And uh, there was no, there was no complaining from Stefan Diggs this week, as Allen fed him the ball consistently through the game, and he played a great game, and he was happy. And yeah, when the Bills are functioning on all cylinders like that, yeah, they're really, they're really, really dumb. And like John said. Josh has gone down three games with a total of one turnover. If he can do that all year, if he can be that efficient and still be dynamic, you know, because kind of walking a tightrope and how how you, I, mean, I would assume how you coach him and, you know, you don't, you want him not to turn the ball over, but you certainly don't want him to take away the playmaking, you know, and so, you know, be be responsible, but also make plays. You know, throw you gotta throw you gotta let him throw the ball downfield, you gotta let him run and just stay somehow stay away from the mistakes and he's done it for three weeks in a row. And yeah, yeah, they're 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 a great team when he does that. And I, I still think Miami's good. I think that I think they'll bounce back just fine. And yeah, you I think the only advantage Jacksonville hasn't been playing well. I mean, that was a better game for them last week, but the only advantage they have is probably a tough you know a tough little time change and everything going across the pond and the fact that they were able to stay there for two weeks it definitely is some advantage to them but i i still don't see them beating the bills i, I like buffalo in the game a solid like 10 point victory all right yeah i'm going to uh, make that a clean sweep buffalo over jacksonville um jack nice win for jacksonville against atlanta but watching watching that game it really it felt like, you know, we've had some of this this year where Atlanta, like, like they, they, I mean, I hate to say it, right? I hate to just be negative, but Ritter is a hot pile of trash. <laughs> he is awful. I mean, they're, they, they're not like the, not that, I mean, Matt Jones was awful this week too. Yeah, there's a lot of rough Like Senior said, like Senior said, at least there's some excuse there about, hey, nobody's open. They have no weapons, right? This guy, Atlanta's got the – they might be the best weapons yeah. in the league. Yeah. They have Bijan, who is is amazing, right? Kyle Pitts, who they don't even use. They don't even use. This is all-world tight end. And Drake London, who they also barely use because this guy can't throw. And, and John Hoover. Don't yeah. forget John Wu. Well, they use John Wu for whatever reason. Um, I know. I, I wish we still had him. Patterson too. They have that that they hardly plays anymore. Back Patterson was a beast. Back yelled yeah. at on the sidelines, but like there's all this talk about the Jets. Really come, we'll we'll get to that game. But the Jets coming into this week, oh, what are they going to do at quarterback? Like Atlanta is the one that even it jumps out even more. How bad he is. Like they have. Um, Taylor Heineke on the sidelines. You have to think one more game like this last game, and he's coming in, right? They have to. They have to break break out the green bottles. I mean, he at least he. I mean, he's better than Ritter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 he's not bad at all. I agree. He's not very good, but he's better than Ritter, and so we, we that saw him have some good games. Yeah. 
That's an interesting game this week. Um, Houston at Atlanta. Houston, one of the surprise teams in the league. Pretty clearly, I think, if you redid this draft, Stroud probably goes number one. He's looked very good. And the Houston defense, senior, you talked about him a bit last week. And um, really, really, virtuoso performance against a bad offense. Yeah. Another one of our favorite teams in the in the Steelers who are a mess. I mean, the steel the Steelers are like like, but they they're an odd team, right? Because they've they've won a couple of games against against pretty good teams, and this game they just I mean Houston like if you watch the game Houston just stomped them right from the beginning. It wasn't fluky or anything like it was it was just a vicious beating. So. Houston at Atlanta senior. How do you see this one going? Yeah, this is it's as, as odd as this sounds, right? I believe they both have identical records, right? They're both two and two. Just one is a much more impressive two and two to, than the other. The only thing Atlanta has going forward in this game is the home field. Uh, Houston really looks good. I said it last week. They look like a good team. D'Amico Ryans is doing a great job. He's done a great job with that defense and, they got the right guy at quarterback. He's got an offensive. John was saying how good their offensive line is, and I'm. I think the the two the two guys that are out who are their two best offensive linemen are back either this week or next week. So it's just going to get better. These young receivers are just going to keep getting better. They're they're a threat this year. I I there's no way I see. I'd be shocked if they lose this game to Atlanta. They're rolling. They they should take care of the Falcons without too much trouble. I think uh, you may see a few pick, picks thrown by Ritter if he throw if he's going to have to throw the ball some. So yeah, give me Houston in a big way again. All right, we got Houston. Seniors got Houston winning on the road. So I'm going the other way, senior, and here here's why. The one thing Pittsburgh was able to do was run the ball. Harris had one of his one of his better games, and I mean he's not like their running game sucks. He's not very good. And if if Atlanta can run the ball on you and hide Ritter, which is their preferred form of offense, they are uh, they they are more difficult to beat than in a situation where Ritter is forced to pass. So I'm going to say at home, Atlanta stays kind of plays the plays from ahead, gets the running game going big games for both both their feature tailbacks and Atlanta wins in a uh, 20 to 17. John. Uh, I'm just going to go for the law of averages and say Houston comes down a little because they, they played pretty much a perfect game uh, last week. So and, and Atlanta played a, a less than perfect game. So I, I, I look for Atlanta to raise their performance at home and, uh, and, and squeak by. Although the Texans uh, – I definitely going to be uh, heard from. Uh, they're they're going to be fighting for that division this year, uh, and especially uh, uh, Michi's just just uh, John Michi's just coming back off that injury, so he's going to get worked into the offense more. He has uh, with the, with all their other uh, weapons there. They're uh, they're really establishing something. It looks like Stroud's uh, at the top of that uh, that rookie QB class, and uh, and and as Senior mentioned, the D'Amico Ryan's at, at top of the uh, the new coaching class. So. They're looking good, but I, I look for Atlanta. The, they they always play a lot better at home uh, to, to squeak by this one. And then, uh, yeah, John Mechie coming off leukemia. So yeah. incre- incredible. So happy that he's back. He he could be, he could, you know, 
whatever whatever happens on the field it's great that he's uh, that he's doing okay so that's fantastic um all right so we had we had cards and niners and if you watch this game the cardinals hung tough this was a uh, this was they lost 35 to 16 but they had all sorts of injuries on defense and just had no answer at all for McCaffrey the, the whole game but they, they you know this game was was a one score game in the second half the cardinals nothing to hang their head about here the niners may very well be the best team in football but very impressive win for the for the niners very impressive win for the cowboys that we already discussed and then this week's game of the week sunday night football dallas at san francisco um Probably like in the, in the power rankings, right? Number one versus maybe number three so far this season um, in the NFL. So really, really cool game. Senior, what are your thoughts here? Uh, like you said, Arizona did do it themselves. They played well against the Niners. I mean, they had it down. To, they cut it to 21-16 and it was looking like a game. And then the, just the 49ers are such a complete team that you got to you have to really play a good game to beat them. They're, they're not going to beat themselves at all. They're basically solid at all facets of the game. Their defense is good against the run. It's got a good pass rush in secondary. The the offense has McCaffrey having this incredible year so far. And I think part of the fact that he's so effective is that there's you can't you can't just say okay we're just going to take McCaffrey we're going to throw all our eggs in one basket and take McCaffrey away because then you got guys like like Debo and and then uh, Ayuk and Kittle that can hurt you as well and they they just they are just a complete gate team and Purdy seems like he's he's the guy to run that offense he's doing it extremely well. It's not a lot of huge plays, but then again, McCaffrey is pretty explosive, but they tend to control the ball quite a bit. Um, that, uh, the Cardinals look like a good team, Raj. They, they really do. And just this team is just going to be really hard to beat. Now the Cowboys coming off a huge win yeah, against the Pats. The Cowboys playing at their best when they get that lead, get ahead by, and I don't see them getting that getting the kind of lead against the Niners that's going to turn them one-dimensional. I just don't see that happening. I think I think the, the Niners are the more complete team, and they're at home. And that being said, I like the Niners by a touchdown or so. Uh, try and give a score, I don't know, say um, 27-20 Niners in, in what should be a really good game. Good analysis, Senior. Good analysis. John? Uh, before we get into this game, you guys made uh, good points about the, the Cardinals, though. The, they're, let's put it this way. They're a lot more respectable one and three team than uh, a couple of the, the teams that we discussed. Uh, <laughs> they're definitely in there fighting with that new coaching staff. So so good for them. Uh, Ryder's got something to look forward to uh, more than us. But, he's a uh, good coach. I mean, he's a good yeah, coach because yeah. they're, they're severely undermanned. They, and they're out there. They're out there playing their asses off. Josh Dobbs is 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 a real NFL quarterback. He's better. Yeah. He's be, he's better than than I'd say he's better than uh, at least seven or eight <laughs> starters in the in yeah. the league. He's better than our guy. He's yeah. probably I think he's better than Dimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, their defensive coordinator Rallis, I think he's a Rhode Island guy. Yeah. 
we won't hold that against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as this game, the the, the 49ers are going to use how they've beaten uh, the Cowboys in, in the past. They're going to try to run right at them. Uh, attack the Cowboys defense, uh, you know, and Micah before before they attack you and, and get up on them and uh, to try to alleviate the, their fierce uh, Dallas uh, pass rush and uh, and then from creating turnovers. But uh, I, I got a feeling this is one of those uh, how about them Cowboy games where the, the fans are going to get juiced up in October about that Super Bowl game and uh, it, it'll probably set up, a, you know, a playoff game in Dallas uh, later on in January where they'll be disappointed but uh, I, I'm looking for the the, Cowboy, the boys to spring the upset in uh, in this October uh, tilt here. They're going to get to Purdy a couple times and and make them feel some pressure. You know, the, the few times that we see you know Purdy under pressure, like any quarterback, he uh, he you know he doesn't doesn't handle it too well you know, when he's not when he's not ahead and handing the ball off to one of those beasts. So uh, I think this is one of, one of them them boys game to to get the, their fans all, all souped up for a January disappointment. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. All right. So that, that leaves it to me. Um, great game. Two very good teams. Two great defenses. So really, really exciting. i um, really excited to watch this one. So I, I really think games like this, it comes down to the turnover battle. Um, I could see a case for both teams. Right. Winning that turnover battle. John, you you mentioned the pass rush. Purdy has been pretty lucky with some draft picks over the last couple of years. Um, but in prime time, in an important game, you almost know Dak's going to probably give one or two up. So because of that. I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the Niners in, in a close one because they I, I think that I think that Dak gives it up and Purdy plays a clean game. So great game, though. And we could, could be a could be a preview of the NFC title game, which I would also probably pick the Niners in. Yeah, so that, 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 that's why it's extra huge. It may come down if, if the home advantage, uh, you know, if they, if they end up in a tie, this will be the uh, tie, this will be the tiebreaker game. So senior. No matter what the score of this game is, you cannot start the next podcast with a how with a with a um, insulting how about them Cowboys <laughs> brand. They played, they, they played your uh, they played your your promo in the locker room before the game. <laughs> you see how fired up those guys were oh, to, to kill man. the Patriots. <laughs> we're we're going to show this guy. All right. Another, you know, what ended up being the most interesting game of the week, shockingly, Sunday night football as well. KC at the Jets. KC jumps out 17-0 early, and everyone, including myself, right, like just assumed this was, this was a laugher, this game was over. And then... Magically, like it was uh, Mahomes really, really went through a really tough stretch for most of the rest of the game. Um, Zach Wilson made some plays and the Chiefs held on for a 23-20 victory. Um, There was some there was some controversy at the end with a big holding call on um, the sauce Gardner on third and 22 where the ref threw the flag after the pick. So people are saying the fix is in because they didn't want uh, Taylor Swift's 
boyfriend to lose on um, uh, in a national game. Please. Um, but the Jets come out of the game as 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 good as they could possibly feel coming out of a loss. They they did have chances to win this game. Mahomes really didn't really. It's one of the worst games I've ever seen him play, if not the worst. Um, but they they. They had chances to win this game. They made the comeback. They got the ball twice, tie game, and didn't score. And then, obviously, Zach Wilson had the fumble. Um, but overall, it was probably Zach Wilson's best game as a pro. I mean, I'm not going to go all Collinsworth here and, um, you know, move over Joe Namath or whatever, whatever, whatever the ridiculous stuff is that he was saying. But it was a positive game for Zach Wilson. Now... The Jets are one in three, the fan base, and it, it feels like a, in, just in the, in the media with the fan base, it feels like a different one in three than like the Pats one in three and the Giants one in three in that there, there, there is there is some hope. Now, what has always been the case, unfortunately, is that when there is hope, it tends to be dashed quickly. So that sets us up for. Jets at Broncos this week. The Broncos coming off a miracle win in the toilet bowl against against the Bears. They fell behind twenty eight to seven to the Bears. The they made, Bears. I mean, they made Fields look like Peyton Manning. Didn't do anything with his legs, but it was just. I mean, their their pass defense is so awful. They're they're an awful team. The Bears just are a little bit worse. But the the Broncos are terrible. They they let go of Randy Gregory today. They just released him, um, which is like a little bit of a, hey, we're kind of tanking move, right? Not not that he's been great for them, but I mean, he, he certainly should be on the roster. Um, yeah, when you look at the line for this game, Denver is one and a half point favorites, which. It really jumps out as like an obvious the Jets pick the Jets, right? Like you just pick the Jets. The Jets are but the Jets are the Jets are the better team. But is this a situation where the hope goes up and then immediately is dashed with a with a, a loss to the horrible Broncos? Senior. Yeah, that would really be dashed because they're bad. Oh man, that a little commentary on the Bears. I don't mean to go sideline, but see what I'm talking about, the Broncos game. I mean, they have to be the only team in the NFL that could lose a 28-7 lead to that team. And we know that they, that was the two worst defenses in football. And so the fact that you're up 28-7 and your defense gives up, lets them get to 31 doesn't shock you, right? Because the Denver offense isn't that bad, and the Bears' defense is awful, just like Denver's. The mystery is, how do you go the rest of that game not scoring a point against the Broncos? Well, they actually seen here. There, there was oh, a defen- defensive touchdown for the Broncos in yeah. there as well. Just That's to true, but still, clear that up. The Bears could, just, could blow that lead to that team, because you, you should be able to just keep scoring somewhat. Anyway, that all that being said, yeah, the, the, everything about the Jets, yeah, we, we know the Jets have a major, everything we said the, 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 that's been said about them is kind of true, right? They have a major league defense. There's no doubt about that. A lot of young talent. They have a lot of young weapons in that offense, really dynamic players. And 
their quarterback plays weak for the most part, and the offensive line isn't good. These these are the two two big weaknesses. But it certainly is a better team than the Broncos. So if they lose this game, yeah, that that is the hope that they were all talking about that Collinsworth blew out of proportion. But if you were watching and you weren't listening to Collinsworth, if you were to turn the voice off, you would have still had to be to be saying, "Wow, I've never seen Wilson look this good for about two quarters." He actually got in a rhythm, right? That he was just dropping back, planting that planting that right foot back, and the ball was just coming out. He wasn't holding the ball all indecisive, and he was. He's got he's got a gun. Throws. He's really got a gun. Yeah. Yeah, he does have a strong arm, no doubt. And, you know, it's the it's the decision-making and the accuracy, right? Those are the two factors, probably the two most important factors of being an NFL quarterback that he struggles with. And as good as he played, he had Garrett Wilson for a touchdown. They're streaking up the right sideline, and he missed them. So there were a couple of glitches, but he still, still, he, he looked like he, got, he actually got into a rhythm for a little while, which I've never seen with him. But... As you say, the Murphy's Law thing with the Jets, you know, the poor Jets fan base where you get up. I mean, if this would be the ultimate, even though the odds makers are favoring the Broncos at home, it, it seems ridiculous, right? It's the kind of thing where I guess if you're a, if you're a person who likes to gamble on games, you kind of don't want to bet on the Jets because it's one of those, it's too obvious, so it's not going to happen, you know, getting points against the Broncos. But I mean... As a, as an impartial observer, how can I pick the how can you pick the Broncos to win this game? I definitely pick the Jets to win. They're a better team than the Broncos. It'll be the ultimate. Oh my God, that's just never going to go right for us for Jets Jets fans if they lose this game. So I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick the Jets to win. All right, senior seniors going Jets, John. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go with the Jets too. Uh... I think uh, something finally kicked in with uh, with, with Wilson, and uh, after getting uh, just getting thrown under the bus, I mean that's all everybody was talking about for a whole week was was how terrible our quarterback. Uh, ignoring, uh, you know, of course they had drop passes. That their defense lets uh, uh, for the second week in a row, their defense lets like a third, you know, second third string uh, tight end uh, get a long touchdown. So, so this week came uh, kind of open uh, open the eyes that. That uh, it's it's not all the quarterback. There's there's other issues too, and and plus the, you know he he really uh, came through, and and they diversified the offense more. They you know they gave you know some some uh, they gave Gibson some uh, carries, and uh, they they got their their other tight end Ruckert into it, who looks like a good uh, young tight end. So the they're uh, th- things were optimistic for the uh, Jets, and and yeah, you made a good point. Uh, just Mahomes kept him in this game. Just a couple brutal throws. If it was anybody else, he would have got he would have got torched one. But of course, he makes up for it with his with his you know great running and uh, stuff. But one of those interceptions, I mean, I mean, he threw it into two guys, and the receiver wasn't even looking for the ball. It was uh, just some awful throws that that kind of got the Jets in the game. It kind of seems like uh, it was kind of like that championship game versus Cincinnati a couple of years ago, where he kind of gets bored and uh, they have a lead and and he just uh, wants to score too fast and. And gets it gets a little careless and uh, and 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 makes it exciting unnecessary. But but yeah, I I, I can uh, go for the Broncos got a gift and uh, I, I think the Jets as long as uh, Zach doesn't turn the ball over and uh, uh, they just play solid defense, they're gonna get some stops on Russ and uh, the the Jets are gonna be on their way and get their second win here. All right, clean sweep. 
You got to like the Jets in this game. History be damned. The Broncos are horrible. They are a horrible, horrible team who shouldn't be giving points to anybody. They are awful. I think they're worse hey, than just the Bears. Hey, a little aside, you guys must have noticed the uh, the stuff that they were putting up on the screen. Sorry, Johnny, in, in, the, in the Giants game where uh, all the good things that the guys they got in the Russell Wilson trade did in that game. The, the guy, the kid that got the pick six, yeah. Um, yeah. two guys that had a bunch of tackles, um, Drew Lock coming in and looking like probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. Like if Geno goes down, it wouldn't be the end of the world like it is for a lot of teams. It's like, like, this was from the Russell Wilson trade, and for all that, they, for all that, all they had to give up was Russ. I mean, great trade for the Seahawks. Let's ride. Well, there was. <laughs> There was some stuff that came out today, too. It was um, Russell Wilson tried to get both Carroll and the GM fired. He asked, like, I think he went directly to ownership and asked for them to be fired. Wow. And instead he got traded. And then of all the guys, like the, the biggest, who's like the biggest hero in Seattle football history, right? It's beast mode. Lynch, he was on some, there's something about, Wilson said he deleted Lynch's number and Lynch on um, was interviewed about it said he was just a QB. He never had my number. He's not a friend, like just trashed him, which is not like he must be like, like other, like Sherman trashed him publicly too. Like he just must be, he's just not a, mustn't be a real likable, likable guy. He was a great player and he's not anymore. This Jets defense should, in theory, give him fits. Um, I mean, honestly, it's tough to see a path to victory for the Broncos in this game because the Jets, you know, even if they don't, you know, if they want, even even if they want to play it conservative, the Broncos run defense might be worse than their horrible pass defense. This is the team that gave up eight rushing touchdowns to the Dolphins two, yeah. <laughs> two, two weeks ago. And Khalil Herbert looked like Walter Payton <laughs> on Sunday. So, like, you could see a, a big game from Brees Hall here where Zach Wilson doesn't have to do too much. So, I like, I like the Jets here. Clean sweep. I'm going to take it a step further and say this is the, uh, this is the cowboy lock of the week lock yeah. of the week Woo. the cowboys the 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 jet the jets win this game the broncos are awful karma um, for uh sean payton r- r- exactly, exactly. R- rub it into hackett and stuff yeah. i can't wait i the can't wait game. i can't wait to watch it and some people might say that there's a jinx involved here and i you know the broncos are not don't count when it comes to that, there's no, there's no power that's going to make that Broncos team show up and be any different than what they've been all season, which is putrid. All right. So the chiefs coming off that uh, less than impressive win against the jets going to Minnesota, uh, the Vikings with a, you know, very important win for them, obviously um, got, got down early, but ended up coming back and beating Carolina 21 to 13 um, because of the Vikings start every week is almost, you know, you know, not a must win, but after starting the season, the way they did stealing a game like this, that would like looked like a loss against the chiefs would be huge for them. And they are home. John, any chance they get this done? Uh, I, I think there's a, there's a good chance the the Vikings uh, always play tough at home and 
uh, and the Chiefs, as I say, sometimes they get bored and uh, and they slip, especially early in the season. But uh, uh, I'm still going to roll with the the Chiefs here. They, they uh they they're gonna learn from them their mistakes that they made against the Jets because uh, that that was the only thing that got the Jets in the games was you know, Mahomes' sloppy play and uh, Mahomes gonna keep it a little cleaner game uh, and the Vikings uh, defense isn't exactly a Jet like and uh, uh, I I think the Chiefs will uh, pull it out but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if the Vikings gave them a tough game. All right, senior. Yeah, you know what? If you look at the Chiefs' season so far, right, through four games, the only game that their offense really broke out and was impressive was against the Bears. I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't even really count. No, no, that's right. So really, they haven't been that impressive. So you got to give the Vikings a chance at home, absolutely. With their offense, the thing that scares you is yeah, the Vikings' defense is pretty bad. So maybe this could be the second. Good offensive game, impressive offensive game for the Chiefs. That's very possible. I'm going to say it's going to be closer to, if, I don't know what the spread is, but I think I would take Minnesota against the spread if it's like seven or more. I think they're going to uh, keep it's it. Only four. It's only four. Yeah. Okay. I think they'll keep it close. But in the end, oh man, you're, you know, the, I like the Chiefs defense and I can, I can see them turning Kirk over a couple of times and that being more the difference in a close game. But I, I take, I'll say the Chiefs in a close win, buoyed, buoyed by their defense, which has been better than their offense. I like, Minnesota, I like Minnesota in this game. I didn't like what I saw from the Chiefs. To your point, Senior, um, I haven't loved what I've seen from the Chiefs overall. And to be, to be fair, they, they, they have a murderer's row of defenses coming up on the schedule. Um, so they might, it might be tough to get right. So after Minnesota, the next three weeks, senior and John, we got home for Denver, <laughs> home, home for the chargers. Oh, and then we gate at Denver. Oh my God. So if anything, <laughs> the Vic the Vikings really need this game. And I do, I, I, I cling to, I think that they're a pretty good team and um, they probably need the game more than the Chiefs. The Chiefs have two guaranteed victories in the next three games after coming up against the Broncos. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'm going to go Minnesota, go, go gets, gets one of those losses back against, against Kansas city. I think it'll be a good game. And I think, I think it's going to be one where Minnesota, the luck turns back around for them in the close game where they're able to pull one out, pull one out. And because, you know, the Chiefs do have a good defense, but and I can't believe I'm saying this, but you did see what Zach Wilson did to them in, in the se- in the second half on Sunday night. Um, certainly Kirk and Justin Jefferson are, are capable of uh, of similar, similar feats. So. That's a good one, and um, let's see, guys. We've hit a lot of the a lot of the major stuff here. Well, we are recording on a Wednesday, and we do, you know, just for the Bears fans. Why don't we break down Bears Commanders? Um, so Thursday night football, whole nation's going to be tuned in for this barn burner. We have the, the <laughs> Bears heading to Washington. Washington, who. We could talk about this game. Washington really should have won that game against against the uh, the Eagles. John, tell me, tell me, tell me what you were thinking 
when they when when that game when Washington scored that touchdown with like no time left on go the for clock. Go for two. Yeah, go for two. Run! How does I was sure they were gonna go for two. Yeah. I mean, they went right, right through them like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, and and especially with the you you, you knew that that was you figured that's the way the game was going because when Philly scored so quick instead of just uh, sitting on the ball and and killing the clock that uh, you, you figured that uh, maybe it might come back to to bite them but uh, uh, Philly's so charmed that uh, even when they make a couple mistakes uh, they they still pull out the game they got so much talent and uh, and everything that. Nothing seemed like you like you saw that in in that week before game versus uh, Tampa way. You know, Hurts threw a couple bad interceptions, and then he just makes a couple great plays that they make up for it. They they, they got so much talent, and uh, everything's rolling for them that they they can still make a couple mistakes and uh, pull up pull out these games. Uh, so um, it it didn't surprise me that uh, that they still pulled it out in overtime. So, but this uh, Thursday night uh, spectacular, uh, the. Uh, the prime ratings are going to go through the roof here, and uh, but uh, but I I I, I liked uh, what I saw from Howell in that in that uh, second half of versus Philly, and uh, and and he's got a little uh, lighter defense uh, to to put up some numbers. So I, I think the command is going to put the Bears at uh, all five here. Hey John, did you did you say a little lighter defense? <laughs> The Bears compared to the Eagles. Uh, we, we, we have we have a lot of beloved Bear fans at that. that you are season. kind, John. You are kind. <laughs> yeah, and especially yeah, the way our teams are playing, we really can't be uh, you know laughing at other teams, uh, you know, other teams' defenses and other teams' misfortune. We have our own misfortunes going through, so uh, that, that got to be kind. Well, you know, if there's even for the Broncos, as bad as they are. As much as you try to be kind and say our team's bad, if there's some somebody that you can compare yourself to it'll make you feel a little better about yourself, it's the Bears. So, <laughs> yeah. the, the commanders walk right through them, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Commanders offense is gonna look they're gonna Robinson and Gibson are gonna have a field day running and everything's gonna work because the Bears don't play defense. And, you know, maybe they'll put a few points up, but out it's uh 0 and 5 yep agreed commanders tough to pick the bears to beat anybody after losing to denver with a 28-7 lead it's tough it's tough it's just a you know it's a tough season for him but fields did play better so i hope to see continue continue his his development continues because he you know he's got talent all right, um, we had Detroit and Green Bay. Senior, you were all over this one. Detroit, uh, 34-20 win that probably wasn't quite as close as the score indicates. They really came out and uh, got the job done against the Packers. They, as I said, as I said to John, John during the game, just dominant in the trenches, right? That Detroit offensive line is massive, and they played a great game, and the defensive front played good, too. When you can win in the trenches – you win a lot of football games. That, the Lions are for real. That, that's not a paper, I'll say paper tiger. It's not a paper lion. <laughs> Roar! They're really a good team. They really are a good team. Yeah, they're, Hutchinson uh, dominated. And, uh, similar to our team yes. situation, the offensive line, when uh, uh, Bakhtiari uh, is down for Green Bay, and and, and he's, uh, he's their best offensive lineman. And, and that that's a big loss for them. So you, you could see that... Uh, Especially when you got a young quarterback, when you when you don't give him the time and 
and everything. That that's the results. So. And they were blowing them, blowing the front, the Packers defensive line right off the ball. I mean, yeah, yeah. All they had to do was hand the ball to Montgomery all night. It's pretty easy formula. All right, and um, they have Bryce Young and the Panthers coming into Detroit. Um, I'd be surprised if this isn't a clean sweep. So I'm going to say Detroit pretty, yeah. pretty hand, pretty handily. Aiden Hutchinson, not who Bryce Young wants to be seeing right now. Man, not much, not much analysis here. Lions big. Senior. All right. And then <laughs> Green Bay on Monday night football Sorry, heads, heads to Vegas. So Vegas coming off a uh, entertaining loss to the Chargers who, you know, despite their coach's best efforts, have won <laughs> two games in a row. Um, Aiden O'Connell started that game. I thought he, you know, there, there was some talk like, hey, they should just roll with him over Jimmy G. Um, I don't really agree with that. You know, he did get sacked six times by Khalil Mack. Like, the Chargers defense sucks, and it didn't look like it sucked against him. So I don't know if it's all him, but it was certainly part of him. With all that said, the game's in Vegas. I don't think it matters. I think the Packers are just a better team. And regardless of who's a quarterback, I like the Packers to go into Vegas and win. John. Uh, It's a tough game to pick. Yeah, it is. Because uh, the the Packers look good, but that that, that last game uh, makes you kind of skeptical to to pick them again uh, to, to see if that that uh, performance is going to by their offensive line is going to continue like that. This is, uh, yeah, these, these look like two uh, non-contenders. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll roll with the Packers uh, with you. Senior? Uh, we can't just keep going clean sweeps, right? So I'll say to me, I'm hoping Jimmy G plays. I think it does give him a better chance to win if I'm going to pick the Raiders, but I'm going to pick them. I'm going to say uh, Crosby may uh, – they get in there and give love some trouble. Oh, yeah. And the Raiders get something done again. I mean, Josh Jacobs seems to be getting it rolling. So the way that offense, that that Green Bay defensive line got just got blown out, you would think that he could get something done on the ground. And you do have Devontae Adams, who's a playmaker. And if your pass rush gets something done against Jordan Love, it's a formula for victory. So I'm going to go with the home team in this hard game to pick. And, uh, Pick the boys from the Vegas Strip. Our Raiders. Now you got three other games that we haven't talked about. All three of them um, have meaning, and are all three of them I think are relatively challenging to pick here. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. The Ravens coming off kind of a nothing win against the Browns. Um, the Browns obviously had Deshaun Watson scratched an hour before the game, and didn't put up much. I mean, they, they just couldn't get anything going at all on offense. So what was looking like a really tough game for the Ravens on paper ended up being a joke um, at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, obviously coming off the, the shellacking at the hands of Houston, but Pittsburgh at home division game, heated rivalry, you know, this one's going to be a slobber knocker senior. Uh, you know, the Steelers who, you know, you got to, you feel a little down on after the thrashing they took last week. And then you look at things we've seen them a little down before and never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin until this year. This is the year they go under 500. 
and and the Ravens look like a much better team than them. Another team, you know, like is it going to be Trubisky? Or and and what all what all the talking heads are saying is there isn't much difference the way Pickett's been playing. No, so, Pickett's been Pickett's been real bad. So yeah, I'm I'm going to roll. Lamar looked really good that last game. I'm, he's getting it going. I'm going to roll with Lamar and the Ravens against the Steelers, who will be either eight and nine or worse when the season ends. There we go. And that break, we gotta... that will break my heart. Stay, line in the sand right there. Seniors planted his flag. The steel, the the, 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 the streak ends. So if the, if the basically if the Patriots are going to suck, the Steelers better suck too. Yeah, it's kind of like the Red Sox had a bad year, but we take consolation in the Yankees were a bitter <laughs> disappointment too. So you know it, it helps. But yeah, yeah, and I hope uh, last week that Houston game. I hope I hope Big Ben and the bus really enjoyed watching that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So did Houston cheat? Did you think Houston cheated in that game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday night when I was, I think I, I think I texted you something about it when I was watching uh, when Duke went ahead of Notre Dame and I, I texted you, let's go Duke. I was hoping that the bus was enjoying that. As well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always fun to root against Notre Dame. They, All right. They pulled it out. John, who do you got? Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, usually I'm a, uh, Unlike you guys, I'm a I'm a supporter of Mike Tomlin, but uh, I'm I'm starting to lose his, his support. His his choice of offensive uh, coordinator is uh, looking uh, very oh, shaky. Canada. Yeah, it's, it's looking real shaky. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, Pickett, but it's it's the same thing with, with our quarterbacks. Uh, you know, offensive line issues, no weapons. You know, dicey play calling. Uh, obviously, you got to put these young guys in, in position to win. But, you know, before you decide whether it's, uh, do, you know, do they suck or are they are they useless or can, you know, can we, you know, do something about it? But uh, usually when uh, when the Ravens come into Pittsburgh, usually uh, play a save, save their best game for the, the Ravens. So uh, I'm going to go with them to uh, bounce back and play a better game and to, and to pull it out. The Ravens got kind of a bye week. Uh, it, was, it was a little uh, mysterious uh, last week, uh, like an hour before the game. All of a sudden, uh, Thompson... Robinson Thompson's uh, in there, and uh, it, it comes out that that you know Watson it wasn't really like like it was a, it wasn't really a medical decision. It was kind of his decision. Was it a pain tolerance or something? Uh, I, I think he had uh, you know he was a little uh, stiff or something because he had a he had a massage appointment that uh, <laughs> I saw got canceled or something. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry guys, uh, when your team when your team's as bad as this, that's the the material's not gonna be any better than that. That's all I got there. I'm going with the Steelers. <laughs> We're gonna have to leave that one alone. You're going with the Steelers, John. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I am. Uh... I think it'll be a close game, but I'm gonna go with the Ravens just based on Trubisky. I can't pick him to win. Pickens may play, so pick it yeah, may I, play. Can't pick him to win either, unfortunately. <laughs> they're, 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 they're in a tough spot. All right, and then uh, Philly at the Rams. Philly, um, an unimpressive 4-0, frankly, but it is 4-0. Um, the Rams, another victory. Puka Nakua, the uh, rookie sensation with 170 yards receiving and the game-winning touchdown in overtime in a game that the Rams were ahead 23-0. to Indy came all the way back, and then the Rams won anyway. So 
I mean, I think at this point you have to say the Rams are are an above average team. They're home in this game, but their home field advantage is not fantastic. There'll probably be a lot of Philly fans at the at the game. For that reason, in a very close game, I like Philly. But it is very this one's razor thin for me. Razor thin. I think there's a good chance the Rams pull the upset here. John. Yeah, the Rams are really su- surprised. Uh, and people had them uh, yeah, as one of the worst teams in the in the league uh, in preseason uh, prognostications. And uh, McVay has really shown uh, what a, what a great coach he is. Uh, you know, building a dynamic offense uh, without Cooper Cup, who's uh, you know due to come back. I, I don't know if it's this week or possibly, but uh, he'll be back in there soon. But uh, they're, they're rolling. Uh, they're even rolling without him with. Uh, they they just uh they they changed the names on the back of the uniform, but uh, different guys, you know, Williams, Atwell, and uh, the new sensation Puka Nakua, uh, just uh, making making the Rams you know better than a lot of teams that were you know supposedly picked ahead of them. But uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the Eagles to us uh, to stay undefeated in a, in a in a close game. Uh, the Eagles probably even play even better on the road. Uh, you know they don't have the uh, the pressure of their idiot fans. Uh, <laughs> you know, who, 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 you know, expect nothing less than perfection. So, uh, go Eagles in a close one. All right, and senior. Uh, you gotta be good. You gotta. I, I'm gonna echo everything. All the, everything you guys said about the Rams, and the other, the other aspect of the, that makes the Rams good is, you know, a healthy Matt Stafford playing really well as as well. A guy who finally got some credit when he was when he quarterbacked the Super Bowl championship team and. He's a good player. I know he's running that offense to a T. Um, all that being said, I can't pick against the Eagles. I, I don't. I just don't. I, they're, they're just much more talented, much bigger in the trenches. You know, I know. I know the Rams have Aaron Donald, but basically, I give the Eagles at the edge of the trenches and just a bet, just a stronger team. And so, yeah, I, I'm picking the Eagles. In a, in a, also, a close game though. I like the way the Rams are playing. All right. And then last but not least, we have the uh, extraordinarily disappointing Cincinnati Bengals coming off a complete thrashing at the hands of the the somewhat hapless Tennessee Titans um, going to Arizona to face the uh, to face the one in three Cardinals who have who have frankly been the better team this year. Um, Cincinnati's got the pedigree, but if you if you if you hadn't watched football before 2023 and watched both of these teams play, you would say clearly Arizona is the better team. For that reason, Cincinnati I think is the team that is the very huge surprise. It happens every year, lost season, huge surprise, but I think it's a lost season for them. I think they're cooked, and I think that that cooking kind of commences here in Arizona where I like the Cardinals in a double digit victory where they, they just, they own both sides of the ball. Senior. I think uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Cincinnati didn't get off to a good start last year either. I think they were one and two. I don't know about one and two. Oh, and two. Yeah. Oh, and two. And they t- then they turned it around. The difference this year between last year and this year is uh, the, the cap injury to borrow where he can't move around at all. And somehow he has been able to raise that team 
in that offense when they've never addressed their offensive line issues. They've never done a good job protecting them, and somehow he's been able to overcome it. But because he he does have weapons, but the, the offensive line woes are tough. But with a bad calf, he's not the same guy. And the fact that they don't do a good job protecting him is like a double whammy. So for that reason, I don't think they're going to turn it around like they did last year. And the Cardinals have really been played great. They're better than their one in three record. So I'm going to go along with the Cowboy and say we're seeing Cincinnati go to one and four, which probably is almost an impossible thing to overcome and make the playoffs. So yeah, this the, the Cardinals could not could really knock Cincinnati into a really a really bad spot. Where if Cincinnati wins this game, they have hope again. But I'm I'm going to go with the hometown Cardinals. All right, John, last pick of the week. Yeah, the Burroughs calf uh, is looking rough. Uh, it, it's looking like they, they should have sat him down for for a few games or, or something. You, you got Chase, uh, you know, acting like a wide receiver, uh, you know, disgruntled. Uh, but uh, I, I think they make a stand here and they they turn it around. Maybe maybe not turn that season around, but the, they'll they'll turn it around uh, this week and uh, and squeak out a W and. Uh, and save their season for uh, for at least a couple more weeks. But, I th- uh, yeah, I, I think eventually it's going to be uh, what you say, Roger, a lost season. But maybe not just th- just this week. And uh, once again, the Cardinals will, will play them tough uh, and play respectable like, like they have been uh, all year. But uh, I, I look for the Bengals uh, to put it together here. All right. Thank you, John, for not jinxing the Cardinals. That's a thank you from Ryder. He'll be excited that uh, that we did not jinx them. So that was good. <laughs> All right. So great, uh, great week coming up, guys. We're really getting into the season now. You know, about a quarter of the way in is when you can really start forming some opinions. Um, not that we don't have them anyway, but they're more educated now. <laughs> then we did have some. Um, we did have some pretty exciting uh, basketball news. This week, so we'll just touch on that real, real quickly. Um, Dame Lillard to Milwaukee, and then Drew Holiday to the Celtics. So, lots, a lot of fun coming up in the Eastern Conference. Senior in uh, 30 seconds or less. Give me some analysis on Drew. Yeah, oh, it was a really good move by the Celtics. But, I mean, that's what made him available was that trade. But also, let's face it, it's Celtics, the team that they have to worry about the most in the East is the Bucks, And the Bucks getting Dave Lillard and the Celtics lost market smart. Well, we need somebody who can play against Dave Lillard in the playoffs. And a great defensive player is Drew Holiday. And he's also a very good offensive player. So very excited as a Celtic fan to get Drew Holiday. Sorry to see Rob Williams go. I love the Time Lord and what he brought defensively and on the boards. But you know what? To get a player as special as Drew Holiday, you had to you had to give something, and it completely makes sense. I think I think the Celts' success and chance to overcome Milwaukee really rides on Porzingis. If he if he if he gives us something and isn't a dog like he was when he was with the Knicks, as John will be quickly to chime in for us and if he can be the guy that was really good on a losing team and and and, and translate that to be good on a winning team the, the Celts have a real real shot to, to to win it all so very excited to get Drew Holiday the Celtics definitely got better 
All right. Very good. So we are here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I personally have one other show. It's called Talking Docs. Um, we recently did an episode about Chimp Empire on Netflix, which is a, a fantastic documentary. So please check that out. John, anything anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yes, the Cronoso Monthly. Uh, we covered Survivor Series 1988. Uh, I did a little, uh, little bit in between. You could check that out on uh, the great network and also uh, lots of other great shows and senior i know this is your only um this is your only show so we're 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 thrilled to have you i i just i, I leave it all on the field here i don't have anything <laughs> yes, that's it that's it so after that epic opening last week i mean you can't do much better than that I mean, you gotta you gotta know when to drop them that, that's a mic drop uh, right there <laughs> i mean when he started last week i, I was uh, you know I, I was ready to just just drop off uh, there was nothing that nobody's gonna listen to anything i had to say after that that was epic <laughs> so as senior as senior so eloquently said let's ride into week five baby this week in the nfl cowboy senior and john we're out we'll be back next week 